Hello everyone and welcome to episode 3 of Let's Talk Business with MBSSA. I am your host Naveen Chader and today we're going to be talking about digital marketing and project management with MBS alumna Rebecca Song. I graduated from Unimelp uh, with a Master of Marketing Communication degree in July 2020 and I started my career as a two Chinese marketer at Chin Communications at the same year. And I'm currently in the role of marketing coordinator, doing the work of managing projects for clients and a little bit of internal marketing for Chin. Digital marketing is a rapidly growing requirement in numerous businesses, even more so in light of the pandemic. It is essentially the ability to market and sell through digital media. But that doesn't just mean using social media. Although social media seems vast and all-encompassing, it doesn't account for all of digital media. There are many more avenues, such as Google and search engine optimization, blogs and websites that include paid and earned media through digital networks and channels, and so much more. Over the past few years, digital media is also becoming more about why someone is selling something rather than the product itself. Values are growing more essential to the average consumer. Not to mention that traditional media channels are still functional. Rebecca and Chin Communications use newspaper advertising to reach out to particular demographics of consumers. Yet, that seems to be dwindling. Can marketing survive on digital media alone? It depends on what type of marketing you're talking about. If it's for creative side of marketing, yes, I think it's possible. But for like for business side of the marketing, um, the offline conversion is still important. And eventually any digital online engagement have to transfer to offline interaction so that the purchase or the consumption can be made, whether you're selling like a product or a property or like a type of service. For younger audiences, it might seem silly to focus on traditional media. After all, who reads newspapers anymore? Apparently quite a few people. And depending on the product or brand that you're trying to sell, that group of people may be relevant, essential even, to how well you perform. So it would be wise not to ignore these traditional media channels. I always believe that every channel has its audience and traditional media is still quite a big part of people's life. Maybe not our generation's channel, but as long as someone is using it, it will not be obsoleted from the marketing. And in fact, I think it will be more and more valuable so basically, I think as um, the niche the audience is, the more accurate the message marketers could deliver, which makes the message much more powerful. For those of us who have looked into traditional media, be it for personal curiosity or in our degree, I'm looking at you, IMC, we know how expensive traditional media can be. A full-page ad in The Age or Sydney Morning Herald can cost upwards of $50,000 with no signs of going down anytime soon. Well, my opinion is that from a business perspective, when there is um, less demand, the price might go down as the newspapers or the magazines still have to make profit. So I'm not sure whether it will become cheaper because even though there are less people reading, their audience is much more valuable for the company who has to who have to engage with them. It is interesting then to consider two things. First, as long as companies are willing to pay upwards of 50 grand for a newspaper ad, newspapers aren't going to be dropping prices. For the average marketer such as you and me, that seems a large sum of money. Yet, 
for a company such as, say, Facebook, that's probably the equivalent of tipping your wait staff. The second thing to consider is what engagement means here, which can really help you understand the value of your audience. For traditional media, that's hard to gauge. It's a lot simpler with digital media. The engagement um, from a measurement perspective, it means how many people viewed it, how, how many likes, how many engage, uh, how many like um, reposts, that sort of engagement. But on the later stage, um, eventually marketing have a purpose, like which well, half of the time it wants to build a brand, the other half was trying to sell something, something. So when it comes to the sell side of the funnel, um, engagement also means like how many quality lead have we brought to our client? Do they want someone to ring them? Do they um, want someone to send them email or like knock on their door and ask about something? So that's the kind of engagement that I was talking about. Engagement helps gauge just how interested someone is in a project or product, and the marketing team plays a huge role in promoting and driving engagement with content, or at least attempting to do so. Many digital platforms that offer services related to marketing and media will tend to have content on their own platforms to drive engagement to their websites, thus making them more relevant on search engines such as Google. These companies work with numerous clients on various projects. Rebecca and Chim Communications work in a similar manner. This is called project management. But what actually is it? So that is mainly to um, sort of assisting the um, strategist on putting together a marketing strategy for client and then sort of supervising or you say like just keep making sure that um, the plan got executed properly and then deliver the report eventually for, to the client so that they understand what we've been doing, what has been delivered. Yeah, so majority of my work will be uh, with client, but a small part of it um, is internal for our own um, brands as such. That's a pretty succinct overview of project management, and Rebecca loves what she does at the moment, but that wasn't where she actually began her journey with digital marketing engine communications. So I'm doing a full-time um, degree. So I think at the third semester I went to a networking event and then I met my current senior who was a guest speaker for that event and I got my um so I talked to her didn't directly ask her for a job but I, we were just having a conversation and each other on LinkedIn and later that year I was looking for um an intern so they weren't hiring but um I quite like her as a person so I would like to work with her just for a bit at least so I reach out to her, go through the interview um, and get hired as a video producer, actually. Okay. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so so they after working with them as an intern for about six weeks and then I turned to a um, casual employee there. And after I graduate, I just signed a full um, full time contract with them and start working there as a pro, um, as a marketing coordinator. This story may be familiar to some of you, especially if you've heard our previous episode. It just goes to show you that networking is a tricky process and needs to be done right. You can't directly ask someone for work. Neither of you knows each other and recruiters and professionals owe you nothing. It is instead better to approach someone about their interests and make a meaningful connection with them. It is difficult to do, yes, especially when you're sending out what feels like 100 applications every day. But it may actually be better to refine your approach to a more concentrated format, 
which will allow you to better communicate your skills and desires, thus making you more likely to be considered for the positions that you're applying for. Yet, there is a catch. How early do you begin networking and have it be beneficial to you? I would say early as possible, um, but maybe not too early to a point that if you don't understand the industry at all, um, maybe do some ground, do some basic research first before reach out to anyone. Yeah, that would be my recommendation. But in general, I'm a type of person who is not comfortable graduating without a job. So I, I would reckon get a door, uh, get, get a foot into the door early as possible. If you're really interested, start earlier to plan your career and then do the research. Um, be aware of who is hiring, what what are the big companies, what skill set is required, um, what kind of career path do you want to go with, where do you see yourself in five, 10 years, that sort of thing. And then um, sort of something I learned that is very important from uni is that it has to come clear at the early stage on what type of role one wants to play in the industry. So do you want to be a copywriter? Do you want to be a strategist or a graphic designer, that sort of thing? And most importantly is to um, develop a unique strength. So that is, in fact, um, what I think is the most important thing. One of the most important thing is to make a person much more competitive. The strength doesn't have to be common. So as I, as I mentioned, it can be like understanding a particular platform, a market, knowledge about particular um, industries, etc. So those are my recommendations for those who are interested in this field. That's really good advice from Rebecca and brings us to the end of episode three. It's a bit shorter than usual, but I hope you enjoyed listening to it and learned something new and interesting. Be sure to follow the MBS Student Association on our socials to never miss out on an event or episode. That's all from me, everyone. I'll see you next time.